Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, everyone. I'm so excited today because not only do we have a very special guest sitting next to me, but in one of our windows, we have three of the amazing, I don't even like to call y'all cast members, three of the amazing Let's Get Up family with us tonight. So this is really fun. But most importantly for tonight only, we have a very special guest, Graham Breitenstein. Okay, let me tell you a little about Graham. Initially, I had my friend Leo, uh, who was a, a cast member of Let's Get Up, and he pulled his calf muscle. And uh, we found Graham. And he just had such great energy. Anyway, we had a conversation. He also asked me, he's like, what sign are you? We talked about astrology and I didn't put two and two together, but later that night I was looking at Instagram and I realized that my friend Leo, who had just gotten hurt, was showing up to his drunk astrology reading. And it was just random that Leo was showing, Leo had just gotten hurt and he was the person that came in uh, because Leo had gotten hurt. And he talked about how he would love to do a compatibility reading for Scott and I. Without further ado, I'm so excited to introduce you all to Graham Breitenstein. Let's give it up. I just wanna, you know, I think it's important for them to know a little bit about you, your background, uh-huh. and you know, how you got to LA. So party people, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the Drunk Astrology Party. Yeah. Um, okay, so I originally come from Louisville, Kentucky, and Got into everything creative there, like in my room, little Virgo, only Virgo in my family, everyone else, two Aries parents, loud and proud. And everyone else was really wild, and I really just like tucked into my room and just got inspired. I love music. I loved, I loved moving to music. And when I was 15, kind of overheard a conversation of how to get into a club. So I snuck into a club, fell in love with dance. He, you know, you talked about you snuck into the clubs. But also talking about when he came here, you know, when I got to L.A., I went and took dance class. But your dance classes were the clubs. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about those clubs you 
happened too. Okay, so now here's the thing. The interesting thing was this was back in you know early late '90s, like '99, early 2000s, and Kentucky. So there was only one club that I ever went to. It was called Coyotes. It doesn't even exist anymore. Coyotes like had the main room, which was like a country line dancing room, and like so then I was like 15, and like who I thought were like older women were like probably like in their 30s, maybe were like, come and dance with me, like, come on. So I learned how to line dance, and it was like, oh, okay, this is cool. But then they had like a rave room, didn't like the music, it was too for me, but I liked the visuals. Top 40s room was like, grab a girl, grind, because that's what we did. But then there was the hip hop room. Now, it was a little uncomfortable for me to be in the hip hop room because I was pretty much the only fair skinned in there. And it was really like, touchy even then so I used to like tuck myself in a corner and watch like as people like battled each other and it would be like boys against girls they would have like little little choreography they would like they were all so fly to me and I was just so I what I started to do I would never dance in that room First of all, I really couldn't dance. I just like loved it. So it was just like, I didn't want to embarrass myself. So then like I would like study their movement, boys and girls, and then go home and like turn the radio on and then be like, okay, what did they do? They did like two hits and then they like backed up. Two hit, like just all day, all night. Wouldn't do my homework and just be like, yeah, like mom and dad, sure, I'm doing my homework. No, I was in there like hitting steps. It was two years ago when we we had my annual get lit um event where i asked the audience a question i said who is my favorite artist right Uh. now and i said (laughs) i had chip and alex and scott and the whole team go around to everyone in the room and i said if you got write down your favorite artist they had no idea why i was asking them that question anyone who chose lady gaga i'm flying them to vegas for Surprise Vegas weekend, it was just so random, and we were going to see Lady Gaga's concert. So those four people and their spouse or their plus one was able to come. And so we were, I get the chills now because it was like one of the best the moments most. of Team yeah. Sean T's yeah. life. So in October, we ended up going to uh, see Lady Gaga. But in addition to that, it was just so cool to be with some of our Fit fam that really comes to a lot of our events. And just spend time with them and really have fun. The really cool thing is, and I found out after Graham started uh, working, uh, well, being a you know family member on our, my new cast, Let's Get Up, is that he actually danced for us that night, and he was he is an assistant choreographer for Lady Gaga, and it was just so cool. But more than that, oh, let's talk about that experience because everybody here loves Lady Gaga. I love you. I love him more. <laughs> Because I know him, I have a connection. But how was your experience with Lady Gaga? Everybody wants to know that. Okay, literally unforgettable. It all just, it was all faded, you know? Like, to think about, like, where I was the moment I got my first job with her, which was Ellen DeGeneres on The Ellen Show. Just Dance was still a single. I had auditioned twice, chopped, you know? Got to, like, top 20 maybe. Got chopped and was just like, okay, cool. So, like, dreams are crushed. Like, that's my artist. Like, when, when she came out, I was like, that's my girl. She was humping that orca whale in the Just Dance video in the kiddie pool. And I was like, that's me at a party. How many of y'all remember the orca whale? <laughs> like, that's me at the party. Like, oh, that, that's at least what I wanted to be. But no, so like at that moment, I was actually just about to leave L.A. for good. Because the recession had hit and I was trying to get temp work. I was just trying to like get any kind of job. 
and could not get a job. So I was just about to buy a flight home for Thanksgiving that was one way and like let it all go. And I was staring at my laptop, like at the flight I was going to buy and like bawling my eyes out. Richie called me and says, you have rehearsal at 8 a.m.? You're going on tour. I think it was really important for me to kind of get um, to get a background of you and where you're from and how hard you worked. And like, you know, I'm sure you have way more struggles in your life, but just the minimal, not minimal struggle, but just something so people can see, you know, how you kind of got your way mm -hmm. to this point. And so now, you know, let's get into the astrology. I want to ask you, Graham, you know, what made you get into astrology? Because we're going to do this tonight and I'm actually pretty nervous but um, I just want to know what, what was your your force the guiding force to get you here so one of my best friends and mentors she is one of three people that I really credit for how like how I function within the dance industry how I function as a human being how I've grown how I've expanded but she became I met her on a job she was supervising choreographer I was an assistant and we just like magnetized to, to each other. So we actually ended up, the condo that my parents and I bought together, she ended up being my roommate for like a few years and she used to always like just watch me. She's also a Virgo, so am I. And she would watch me and she'd be like, God, you're such a Virgo. And I didn't know what she meant and I was just like, will you stop saying that? Like, okay, I'm a Virgo. Like, and I, and I knew nothing, didn't have a clue what it meant. So she said it enough. She's got a little Scorpio in her. We'll get to that in a second. <laughs> but she got my mind going like, well, I wonder, like, I wonder what that means. Mm. Like, what does that mean? So then I just started just, you know, looking up, searching things. I ended up finding like lectures and literature on just Virgo. I was only interested in myself. And I was like, oh, wow. Like the more I read about Virgos, the more I'm really identifying with this. And I'm starting to feel like I'm understanding my personality more. But then eventually I got bored with learning about myself and was like, well, then who are the people around me? Like, who are my family members? What are my best friends? What are the other signs that I've interacted with or that are in my immediate surroundings? And how do I connect with them? How do they connect with Virgos? So then I just started reaching out and then now you can green light going on tour. And then that's when I really started studying. I started like, I would, I would find books in bookstores in the UK and Europe. I'd find online lectures from like Susan Miller, who's like the like mecca of, you know, like she is astrology and she was the first one to really modernize it and like use technology as a way to, to share astrology. And I just all through those years, like 10, 11 years of being on the road, I just kept studying and studying, finding other astrologers and like connecting with them and taking their courses and learning more about birth charts, how to read them, how to break them down. And it just, it just was like this like avalanche of just information, even 15 years in to like studying, I still feel like I have so much to learn. So I gave Graham both my birthday, my year, uh, the city I was born in and the time and, and for Scott as well. And we tricked Scott into this. <laughs> and we tricked Scott into this. But also, just so you all know, I'm 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 big into astrology, but don't have the time to study it like you do. And I've done a chart with me and Scott before, but didn't really have time to deep dive into it. But I know you're gonna take me on a journey take us on a journey. So And I am a hundred percent a skeptic. 
I would have answered only uh, when Mercury is in retrograde. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag just saying. Okay. okay, so here's the deal. When we do synastry, we're looking at two different people. We're looking at two different charts. And one of my pet peeves about astrology and chemistry with, with just kind of like the masses is like, oh, well, I'm a Taurus and, you know, he's a Sagittarius. So, you know, they don't get along. So, like, I can't date a Sagittarius. And you can't do that, party people. You can't do that. So when you look at chemistry, like just like we all know, like as human beings, we are all very layered. And astrology helps us peel back those layers in each planet. If you think about the planets in your birth chart, you're really like, the planets are like actors. The sign they're in is like the role they're playing. And then when you go deeper into astrology, you get into the houses, and that's like the setting of the movie. It's like where the action takes place, which is how you, how you can get into the timing of things. We have to look at both of you as individuals before we look at both of you as a couple. So the question is, who wants to go first? Let's let go. Okay, so he's black and I'm white. I just want to clarify. <laughs> We're two different. That has things. nothing to do oh, with that's astrology. Not, okay, sorry. That's culture. He should uh, go first. You sure you want me to go first? All right, I'll go let, first. Let Scott go first. I always go first. He always puts me first. Okay, so you're a sun sign Sagittarius. So this is a very cross-cultural very uh, interested in just the other different traveling yes getting to know different mm -hmm, perspectives mm -hmm, learning mm -hmm. travel is a huge thing for Sagittarius energy and when you have even if you weren't a sun sign Sagittarius if you had it in one of these five planets I would still say the same thing now one of the personality traits of a Sagittarius is a sharpshooter <laughs> Very blunt sign. So Sages oh, are born at the, the very emails. at the. Oh. <laughs> huh? Mm. He said that the emails that I sent. Sometimes Scott, I have a little bit of a tone. Scott looks at himself. Hey, Justin. Oh, hey. Scott <laughs> looks at himself as like not direct, and sometimes I have to tell him in an email. I'm like, bro, like you're coming across a little strong. Like it's a little rude. Like you have to like. <laughs> so sad. Huh? Exclamation point. Scott be cussing people out with a smiley face at the end. Of it. <laughs> it makes it more palpable. Yeah. So, Sages are born at the darkest time of the year. So, I don't know if you know your symbol is the, is the centaur archer. Okay. So, shooting the arrow up. Well, so, the arrow is heading towards the sun, which the sun in astrology represents the truth. So, that is the astrological reason why Sages are mostly sharp-tongued because it's more like cut through the bullshit cut through the bullshit this is what you mean okay this is what this is what you're trying to say but you're trying to sugarcoat right? <laughs> okay that, that's a very like sag energy okay. now i'm gonna i'm gonna skip the moon for just a second and go to your mercury mercury is the planet of communication how we exchange ideas how we communicate with one another how willing or not willing are we to <laughs> to share our ideas or to say what's on our mind. You're also Sagittarius Mercury. Now, one of the blessings of that, because this is a double, this is a double whammy of sharpshooting. You have a you have a retrograde Mercury in your chart. So retrograde when you're born with it is actually more aware of its nonsense. 
or of its sensibilities. So where most of the world, like right now we're in Mercury retrograde, so like all the tech difficulties and all the things that like have been going on, like tomorrow it stations direct. But for now, when Mercury's retrograde, most of the world goes, oh no, I can't, I can't do anything. Mercury's retrograde, like, and that's not what it is. But I don't want to go off on a diatribe about retrograde because I could, but I'm not going to. With your Mercury Sag being retrograde, it makes it makes you a little bit more aware of like, okay, hold on, like, let me like check myself before you know before I go too far. Okay, and so that's, that's how me. he is in, me. with me. Okay, so like with work and money, <laughs> he's very much like, give me my money. This is what I mean. <laughs> Sean ain't doing this. But with me, and I don't know how, how much it deals with emotions, but with me, he's like that. We're going to get there. Okay. <laughs> but go ahead. I'm just, uh-huh. I'm just, you know, add my little two cents. Yeah, no, it's good. So this is a dialogue. You know, right. this is what it needs to be. Like, and help me help all you. of you, too. Um, so now some of the lessons, though. One of the main lessons for Sages in general, but for your son, which is your vitality, the essence of who you are, and your Mercury, how you communicate, how you exchange information, is to lighten up. We look, we look to the opposite sign for the lessons and the challenges. Okay. Gemini is your opposite. Very just like inquisitive and just, so instead of like the tough arrow that like impedes the soul mm-hmm. with like a one line. <laughs> with an email, okay. <laughs> to instead ask a question. Or I have to, been known to do that. <laughs> or to, you know, just to like be inquisitive. Mm-hmm. And that's the good thing too about as we get older. We start getting hip and more mature, like, yeah. to, like, our own, like, ugh, like, I blew a lot of things up in yeah, my 20s, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> maybe I need to calm down. Yeah. So I was going to say, I would say, it wasn't until I met Sean or, or experienced things that I am now there. I would say earlier, pre, P.S., pre-Sean, I was not, but go. Okay. Yeah. So now moving into your moon. So now the moon in astrology represents our emotions mm-hmm. and how we process things on an emotional level or if we choose not to process on an emotional level. Now, you and I actually have the same placement here. You have a Virgo moon. Mm. So, Virgo moons. <laughs> He's always like, oh. Yeah, the Taurus in him, and we'll, yeah, we'll get there, but the Taurus in him, earth sign, Virgo, earth sign. Your Virgo moon is very tidy, very clean. We Virgo moons, I'm gonna say it, because I'm also a Virgo moon. We, in times of stress, we usually go to I like give me a second. I got to get organized. I got to get practical. I got to uh-huh. do my lists. I got to get my tasks together. I got to clean. Like the place is a mess. Like let me get. Let me get. Like let me just okay. get everything like clean and organized. Okay. <laughs> you might be pegging me. I'm not gonna share just yet. Now low form Virgo moon and I'm no shade because I'm speaking from for myself as well. We can be really controlling. Okay. Because we tend to, we Subtle, tend, a little bit. We I noticed that about myself probably in the last two weeks. Yeah. But go, <laughs> no, wait, <laughs> tap into the truth. Okay, okay. We tend to think that we do it better, and that we know best. I might have had that internal conversation. <laughs> because, and I'll go ahead and validate you. Most of the time, we do. Okay. So right. Virgo energy in general, and especially when it's in your personal planets is a overthinker and we consider every last detail to the beginning to the end to what could the possible outcomes of like different endings 
We are very methodical and practical in our thinking. If so, I could tell you a story. It was early in our relationship. Here in L.A. If we were here in L.A., it's he, him, me, my parents. Sean's like, could you go into 7-Eleven and get me a coffee? So I go into 7-Eleven. They have a coffee bar, right? And I'm like, like, this is too much. Like, I know he likes French vanilla. I know he likes regular. And I know he likes some cream. And I know, oh, but there's pumpkin. And they're like, oh my God, there's this. And there's this. And like, there's this cream. And it's like, I use allergic cream. And it's like, like, I almost, like, my smoke was coming out of my ear. I was in there for 20 minutes. 20 minutes? Oh, little Virgo moon. But he was, and they were, he's like, okay, so I'm back in the car. Where are you? <laughs> I'm getting you coffee. Like, leave me alone. I'm trying to figure this out because I was trying to make the perfect cup of coffee. For 20 minutes for 7-Eleven coffee? <laughs> For you. For you. Yeah, but I was like, anyway, go. I was pretty, I was very stressed, and I just remember coming in afterwards, and he was mad because, like, what took you so long? And he's like, come on. I was like, you don't realize there was this, and this, and this, and this, and this, and this, and like, and all these there, things. I'm like, I didn't say that. Like, I didn't tell you to do I know I you like two sugars. I know you like oh, dessert, and I put it in this. It was like, anyway. Well, and that's the thing, too. Virgo energy is service-minded. We're service-oriented. So we want to help. We're like, like... Virgos are just born to serve. Like, I'm a sun sign Virgo. I'm a moon Virgo. I'm a Mercury Virgo. I'm a Mars Virgo. Like, I have all... I'm a Virgo rising. Like, it is ingrained in Virgo energy to, to help and to, and to get a good grade on the report card. So, like, mm-hmm. it's not just for his Virgo moon. It's not just, like, getting you coffee. It's that he wants you to be satisfied with the coffee. And it to be the best I'm coffee. I'm already. It wants to be the best coffee on the planet. I want to make sure that I'm getting an A. I want to make sure that, like, I did it in a certain time period. Like, I got to go. I'm putting all this pressure on myself. Let's go, people. Come on. You're failing. Like, let's go. Right. Why are you stressing me out? Like, I'm like, you know, like, I mean, I get it, but I'm the same. I really can't wait to get to you, Sean. <laughs> I'm a lot. Well, I'm going to make this statement. I know I'm a lot. Previous to, I've never met him before. I've never spoken to before, and a lot of the things he's saying, I'm like, I might agree the with skeptic. some of the things you're saying. The skeptic, mind you. Okay. Keep going. Please. Okay. So now we're going to move down to your Venus. Now, Venus, of course, is in Greek mythology. She's Aphrodite. So she's the love goddess. Okay. She's, she's how we love and partner, so in romantic relationships, but also how we just connect on a one-on-one basis, like... How we connect with with our cast members over here. Okay. How willing or not willing are we to connect, to love, to balance, to harmonize through relationships? Okay. So now your Venus is a little stressed. <laughs> <laughs> She's in the sign of Capricorn. And Capricorn is a sign of boundaries. And the most boundaried energy of the zodiac because it's ruled by saturn and saturn is i like to call saturn the astro dad because it's the it's the the energy of discipline and responsibility and accountability so the way you love and connect can be a little cold Mm -hmm. capricorn is the the sign is is the billy goat but it's like at the top of the mountain by itself so my joke for capricorns and like capricorn energy is that the Capricorn is really happy that it made it to the top of the mountain. It's the only one. It's got the reputation. It's got the status. It's got the money. Mm-hmm. But the whole village is at the bottom of the mountain having a great time and partying. Mm. <laughs> yes, so this is another earth sign. And it is the oldest of the earth signs. And this is where tradition comes in. Capricorn energy is very traditional. 
and likes things to be like, okay, I wear white. You're laughing. <laughs> because it's With funny. me, not at me. I, I think that, you know, I've always mistaken, mistaken that for him, I would always be like, you, you're so conservative. But I, it's not, it's actually not that you're being conservative, it's you're being traditional. He's a traditionalist. Yeah. Yeah. So, and this is so. Because I'm not conservative, at least I don't <laughs> think at all. Well, neither is he. Sagittarius is a wild energy. Oh, trust and believe. Yeah. So, you know, there, there's like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of fire underneath that, you know, tradition. Trust and believe. They all, all my wine night after dark people, they know. It's just like a, it's like a, it's a, it's a fiery chilliness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'll be a little loud with how boundaried I am. Okay. But so a Venus in Capricorn is going to be really attracted to status, really attracted to dinero. Okay. And have a. I might like money. <laughs> let me just sit on back. And let, <laughs> let me sit on back and let Graham read you. <laughs> and very, very concerned about its reputation. Okay. And wanting to make sure that like every box is ticked. I've got, I've got the money. I've got the family. I've got the status. I've got the job. I've got the man. I've got the kid. You know, it just goes. It's like. It is, I want to be the best at whatever, where, whatever and whatever you consider yourself to be like a part of, whatever community. It's like, I will. It's an ambitious sign that is focused on work. I'll say this. This is the first thing that you've said where I'm like, where I'm, I, but, so here's but, where, when, but when, I, when I hear you say focused, absolutely. Um, for me, uh, I go back to as a kid, we didn't have money. And so... For some reason, that impacted me to the point where I'm like, okay, I'm gonna hoard it, do like so much that I can like bring and like put it in my pocket. Babe, yeah. look at all the money. Well, and so you're like, hmm, about the Capricorn energy. I would say is the Virgo Moon calming it down. So mm. Capricorn is like corporations, enterprise. It's huge. Virgo is the working class. Mm-hmm. Virgo, like, okay. are the we're, we're the we're the people that are really like we're made for service work. Mm-hmm. So that energy mostly finds like the big, the big things to be like, mm, like being with the people is like way better than okay. you know going for the like, yeah yeah being at the top of the mountain and not enjoying the party. Exactly. Right. The the Virgo is more like gonna analyze and criticize itself more than others. Okay. And last but not least, in your personal planets, okay. and then we're going to move on to Sean. Mars is the last of the personal planets. Now, Mars is our motivation. It's our drive. It's I'm our energy. It's how we fight. Okay. And it's how we have sex. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> yes. Everyone just went like this. <laughs> Mars can Mars is a really fun planet. It's the red hot planet of war mm. and action. Mm. So your Mars is in Pisces. <gasps> oh. Yeah. So Pisces is the last of the signs in the zodiac, and it's a water sign. Super intuitive. So now, on the sex front, that would make you an intuitive lover. And very in tuned to the needs of your lover. <laughs> without without um without much without much explanation. 
Pisces energy is just very in tune with the, the natural flow of things. So this is like where in your chart, most of the, the other four personal planets are very action and very, I mean, although the Virgo moon's a little internal, everything else is external. This brings you back in. Okay. And this also is a soft spot. Mm. So Pisces is ruled by Neptune, which is the god of the sea. So now we're talking about fantasy. So that's where, that's really where this is coming from, from a cosmic point of view. This is more like, what can I dream up? Like the, the sky's the limit, mm -hmm. you know? The, and it's also a very introspective. This is very spiritual. Sagittarius is actually a very spiritual and philosophical sign itself. Hmm. Really interested in the like mechanics of spirituality. Pisces energy here and in Mars, you can really find solace in connecting with your own spirituality, like within yourself mm. and, the, and the water within yourself. Mm. This is like a call for like meditation. This is a call to really like go inward, reflect, and then before you go out into the world and like and produce something for the world. Mm. Okay. <laughs> okay. When you talk about Pisces energy, it really like slows you down. Yeah, okay. because like the whole vibe, the whole yeah. room just got <laughs> quiet. <laughs> the whole, like, but but that's and that's where your Mars is. So it's like motivation, motivated by creativity. And there's a, and the creative flow, the ebb and flow of things, as you as you're living all your other planets, all your other layers are coming out. This is like okay, let me like let me find how I can ride the wave of like okay, high tide, and now when when low tide happens, maybe the Virgo moon picks up and goes okay, like well these are the tasks I need to do before the next high tide comes in. Mm. So you can really like tap into your inner space if you ever find yourself in in like high mode where you're just like there's a lot of like external activity happening your chart suggests that you should actually do the opposite of those moments and like find a room close the door but he save a it. child he does it there's, kinda a, like, there's a joke that they always say like where'd scott go mm -hmm. he's just saving a child somewhere yeah when darren floor. when danielle uh danielle natoni and darren and scott and i used Darren used to live next door to us and we would just be hanging out the house and Scott would disappear and we'd be like, oh, where the like <laughs> and we used to be we used to joke saying he's saving babies because he just like sneaks out and we don't even know. But anyway. This could also be I, I don't know, you have to tell me if this is true or not. Okay. Pisces is like a hopeless romantic vibe. I mean, my my wedding nuptials was uh I just want to fall in love like they do in the movies. So yeah, there it is. And my quote was, there it is. my quote was, there it is. you had me at hello. Oh, come That's on. What That's what I said. But I guess I wonder what, you know, I'm asking this question for you. Uh, what is the thing that's blocking that expression daily, though? Hmm. Of blocking. Like, he's just recently, like, in the last year. Like this morning, or yes, I think it was this morning. I was like super tired. He was like, "Oh, he was like, I could give you some attention, but you wouldn't be able to. You wouldn't wake up from this attention. You know, like it's just like he's just starting to be able to express that, and like that intuition feeling. I would say. Well, Mars and Pisces is stressed. Mars mm -hmm. wants to be in Aries. Stressed, 
right? So, so Mars is, is the, the home sign of Mars is Aries or secondary Scorpio. It's the god of war, and Aries is the god of war in Greek mm. mythology. Mm. So it, when it's in Pisces, it's like sludging its way because Aries is the next sign. Right. So there's an inherent stress there, an inherent block, because the energy of Mars, like water signs aren't naturally energetic like that. Like, if Mars is in Aries, it's like, and we're going to get to this with you because you have some Aries in your personal planets. But Aries energy is just... Who's Aries? Who is Aries? (laughs) Aries energy is like... They better not be in your planets. Okay? He's going to tell you all about me. Anyway. But, so, when when Mars is in, when any planet's in a sign that it doesn't necessarily like, or if it's in its fall or detriment, then that energy within the person is inherently stressed Mm. and it has it just takes some internal like for for yours it takes internal time Mm. and time to process and just reflect like where's this coming from like maybe i need to ask myself some some questions before i go like sag kill somebody yeah (laughs) very true okay time to get into sean there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com weight loss. That's PlushCare.com weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss okay Sean T oh snap Sean T okay okay so as we may or may not know Sean is a Taurus (laughs) so (laughs) so the youngest of the earth signs Mm -hmm. um, which has two different symbols so Taurus can either be like the docile cow in the pasture just like grazing and just living its life or it can be the bullheaded bull seeing red and charging fast. So there's two different, you know, when you look at Taurus, you gotta weigh your you gotta weigh the two. Like, okay, there's moments of like, damn, he's just sweet. <laughs> and then like, damn, he's a motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so here's the thing about Taurus. So Taurus is not only an earth sign, it's ruled by Venus. So you're ruled by the, the goddess of love, by Aphrodite. So you'll find that, and Libra is the other sign, if there's any Libras in the house. Mm. Libra is the <laughs> other sign that is ruled by Venus. So you find that Taurus and Libras are really, or people that have Taurus or Libra in their personal planets are very naturally inclined to relationship. Venus is an energy that wants the balance of two people. Wants the the harmony between two people and others. She wants the love, the affection. She wants that energy. So, like when you get to Taurus, the underlying, the undernote of the earth sign or the the stubborn bull is like, just do it my way because I love you. Mm. <laughs> and my way, like. It's a fixed sign, so you're immutable. This is one. Of, this is one of the things that, like, for sake of time, I'm not going to go into yeah. too much. But you're a mutable sign, as, as as am I, as a Virgo. Mutable signs are all about changing, adaptability. We're chameleons. Taurus is more like my way or the highway. It's a fixed energy. 
Which is why, it's so interesting you say that, which is why in my book, I talk about being flexible and creative as a superpower because it's something that I had to learn Yeah. as I got older. Like it's not, a lot of the superpowers that I have in my book, like I start with getting uncomfortable, flexible, creative, like these are, like my superpowers are things that aren't innately me. Mm. You know, they're things mm-hmm. that I'm like, fuck. Those were your karmic lessons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's where some of the challenges of Taurus is the tunnel vision of where I want this and I want it this way and if I don't get it, then the hell's about to, the fury is about to come. You also have some cosmic support here in your okay, planet, so it's all good. Now, so, so that is one of the challenges of a Taurus and you really look to Scorpio, your opposite, for some of like the lessons there. So Scorpios are also a fixed water sign, but- Our kids. Wait, what? Our kids are Scorpios. Oh. Yeah, so want what they want, when they want it, and very passionate about <laughs> about <Yes>. that. <laughs> yes. Like, I want that box. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Give me yeah, the yeah, box. Yeah, yeah, that's, okay. <laughs> or whatever it is. Yeah. But there is the water element, which is passion. Mm. And and sure, really in tapping amazing. into that and tapping into the ability to tap more into your internal intuition and more of that like ebb and flow of like the Scorpio water element is where you know you might feel sure, challenged sure. at times, but that's that's like where you, if you can find that beautiful midpoint between like okay I know what I want but let me be flexible on how I get what I want. You know, my, uh, so there's something that's so crazy that you talk about with Scorpio. So this guy, Draco, and my friend Pauly, they're, they're Scorpios, and they're just like, they're the wild, they're so wild and so crazy. And I'm just <laughs> like, oh my God. Like, it's almost like, I because I'd rather be by myself most of the time. Like, I'm the grazing cow. Like, I'm like, leave me alone. But when I get around them, I'm like, I want to do like everything that they're doing that's so wild and crazy. So that's one thing. But also my kids. Also in your chart. But also my kids are Scorpios, right? And it's so crazy. I had this thought the other day when I was with them. And I put myself into a learning seat as their dad, right? Like I was just like, like I'm going to make myself learn from them because they are so like, they're so passionate about the thing that they see. It's like, they're like, and it's not like a temper tantrum kind of thing. They're very much like, I want to do, it could be a fixing, it could be fixing something, it could be math, it could be reading, understanding something. And I'm just like, I've, I need to learn from this. Anyway, okay, It's the wholeness of the thing that Scorpios are looking for. They want to know the ins, the outs, the ups, the downs, the right, the left. Their questions are unreal. Yes. Yeah, and so, and that will, as they, <laughs> as Scorpios grow older, they'll start, that'll start turning into their relationships and their connections. Mm. They want to know, you can speak on this, they want to know the inner mechanics of the person. Scorpios are very guarded, they're very protective because when they open the floodgates, there's a lot there. There's a lot to give. There's the, it's yeah. it's a very intense energy, and you got to be willing to like let the Scorpio latch, 
and then and then hang Ooh, on for dear life. Oh wow. Okay. All right. Sorry. We can. I can get into every sign deeply. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So now we're gonna we're gonna move on. We're gonna move down to your moon sign. Now this is where you we start to see some chemistry between these two. You're you have a Pisces moon. Yes, I do. <laughs> so now, if you remember, Scott has the Pisces Mars. So how he fights, how he well, how he has sex, <laughs> sexual style is gonna be emotionally compatible with Sean. Yeah. So there's like a fulfillment there on an emotional level. So like, well, this one's the intuitive lover. This one's like, and this just makes me so happy. <laughs> <laughs> this feels so freaking good. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. So true. <laughs> <laughs> because there, so in, in astro jargon, if there's any astro geeks out there like me, this is a conjunction. This is when two planets are in the same sign and they're meeting. Mm. So you all meet at this level of the dreamy fantasy. Yeah. Are you able to tell somehow, and I know you, we're going to get into the synergy or whatever. It's something to think about maybe in a little bit to know where the sun or the moon or something was on the day and time that we met. Yeah, you can pull the chart. Because I'm wondering if Pisces... We met in in a in a Libra sun, but it's just like I wonder if Pisces was like pulling strong. Anyway, go ahead. I'll ask you that question. Well, later. yeah. So as you go, you can then start to say like, well, the day that I met so and so, and if you know like, especially if you know the time, you can get. Oh my God! I'm you so can excited. go. <laughs> I love you so much. Okay, now here's where we start to see the drama in your chart. Word. And that is in your Mercury. How you communicate, how you express yourself, how you exchange ideas, just your thinking mind. You have an Aries Mercury. Oh. So this is why Sean is so loud. Okay. So as I said earlier, Mars is the god of war, and its home sign is Aries. So... This would be why and how you're willing to... So Aries is a sign of courage mm. and bravery. And strapping up the armor and saying, come come on, like bring it. <laughs> so now this on... There's always high form and there's low form. Low form of this could be like, I'm going to fucking rip you to shreds. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> like Which is the, worst the Taurus part. is like, give me what I want. And this Mercury and Aries is like, or I'm going to fucking take you on. I know, it's so bad. It's really bad. <laughs> On a bad day, this could be like really high anger and like mm -hmm. temper mm -hmm. and and screaming and yes. you know, lots of lots of that. But then there's times now that I'm just meeting Sean and spending time with him. There's time in Let's Get Up when you're just like, ah! yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is why I have I, like my producer hired a voice coach because she's like, you cannot scream like that. <laughs> so I like try to be like. I try to put it in my middle <laughs> voice instead of like in my chest, whatever. So like, you know, the high form is like, this is fun. This is wild. And this is why when you get around your Scorpio mates and they're like being crazy or whatever, you're like, I'm down to jump. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Let's go. I won't jump out of an airplane though, but I'm, I'll jump in other places. <laughs> yeah. So Aries energy is I lead. That's like the, that's the big thing. So when you have Aries, whether you're an Aries sun or when you have Aries in your personal planets, 
this is a this is a chart that is like begging for leadership mm. and begging for position because you have the natural ability. Aries is the first sign of the zodiac. When Aries was born in in astrology, there was no one else. Oh wow. It was just Aries. Mm. So they had to they had to pack on the armor. They had to kill the animal. They had to learn and then you get into then Taurus takes the meat and then cooks the meat. And then Gemini then takes that and sells the meat. Like there's a whole there's Ooh. a whole progress as you work your way through the zodiac. Wow. But this energy is like it's just me. Low form again can be self focused. Mm-hmm. Can be a little selfish. Mm-hmm. So you gotta watch for that. The opposite sign is Libra, which is all about balance and relationship and justice and fairness. So it's like in those moments of potential rage to say what is what is the absolute goal at the end and how do i make make an internal contract with myself in this moment now that can be hard like especially for aries energy it can be really really difficult when tempers are high and like the the fire's lit but it's to really like hear a little voice inside to go is this going to help me get to my end goal and if it's not, how can I compromise? This is the lesson here for your Mercury and Aries. How can I compromise in this very moment? Sometimes that's stepping away mm. and beating up a punching bag mm. or going to a rage room and just breaking, you know, whatever's in the rage room. Like mm-hmm. Aries energy is so heightened that when it's expressed in a low form way, it needs an outlet. I, that's also, I have one of my superpowers in my book is be positively selfish because without going into like my entire childhood, like, you know, part of the struggle was like, well, it should be about me, bitch. Like, you know (laughs) what I mean? And I just was like, and it just was always looked at as like a negative thing. And so I even had to change my mindset to be like, okay, how do I make how do I make this a positive thing? And, and in my selfish times, it's my time, not taking away from other people, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I'm trying to grow, y'all. I'm yeah. trying to grow. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, good. But this we're is all, great. I love this. Okay, so now we're going to move down to your Venus. So how you love, how you connect, how you partner, just with others. Now, this is where you get really, really fun. Because you have a Gemini Venus. Uh, I do. I didn't yes. know I had a Gemini in my chart. Yes. Oh so, God. no, but Gemini, <laughs> well, this is also the, the penchant to children. Gemini is the energy of kids, and it's very it's uh, very childlike energy. So, like, your youthfulness and, like, yeah. your fun and your play, yeah. your fire, and we're going to get to your Mars in a second, too. The fire in your chart is also that, like, energetic, but this is, like, the charmer. This is... Venus and Gemini is just like, oh, I can walk into a room and just like have a conversation with anybody. I can like, I mean, like even like walk <laughs> literally like just like, even like that moment of like going to your dressing room and talking to you one on one. It was just like, shit, like, well, this is easy. Like, <laughs> you know, like not knowing like, you know, what your sign was because all those questions are, of course, running through my mind. <laughs> right, right, right. What sign he yeah. is like, what about the people in the room? What's Lisa? <laughs> like, you know, doing that. But that moment, it was just so easy for us to talk one-on-one when we hadn't never met before. Mm-hmm. And so here, Gemini is ruled by Mercury and me as a Virgo, I'm ruled by Mercury, but it's the other side. So Gemini is like this inquisitive, curious, charming, like, ooh, what's that over there? That's a little shiny. And then like, oh, wait a minute, <laughs> what's that over there? That's shiny. 
it's one and two and three and four (laughs) (laughs) it's very bouncy it's -hmm. very bouncy and like here there and everywhere so now low form venus and gemini can be superficial connections Mm. now this might be something that you experienced more like when you were younger and things were kind of like fair weather and just kind of like i mean yeah you're cool but like i'm kind of bored so i'm gonna go over here because i'm bored and the mercury and aries won't have a problem saying like Mm-hmm. Not interested. I'm bored. <laughs> it's interesting you say that because as a, as like now older person, and he's heard me say this a lot. I'd always, I would, I always say I don't have time for pointless conversation because I felt like I did that a lot when I was younger. I would just be like trying to be down with this person and trying to be down with that person. I'm like they ain't talking about nothing. Right. And yeah. so now, like you know, smoke. I actually push that. Out. I'm like if if nothing interesting or exciting is going on i'm like i'm out but i did struggle with that before yeah so that, that's like you know one of the lessons there and of course as we get older we start learning is like superficial connections become less and less attractive mm. and then venus and gemini steps in and goes like, what's your mind like mm. is more like the vibe and like are are you smart or are maybe not even are you smart are you at least curious about the world around you mm. That's that begins to be like the internal dialogue is more like, oh, I'm just curious about. Okay, let's mirror here. Gemini sign a mirror, the twins. You know, me, like curious about the astrology and like finding out that I do astrology. And you were very interested in like, well, we got to talk. I just, I think everyone is interesting. And I don't know where, where that is in my That's chart. That's this, Venus and Gemini. I think. Everyone, and even when I hire people for my business, like Chip or Elliot, I'm like, there's something extremely interesting about it, them, but it's also like, I look up to them right away because they know something that I don't know. Yeah. And I'm so, I'm like, this well, is what the do they know that I don't know? Anyway, I'm rad chatting. You are it's doing fine. you. So this is, this is the chatterbox quality of <laughs> and Gemini. So... <laughs> It's, it's ruled by the it's ruled by the planet of communication. So it's just it's mm-hmm. the talker. Yeah. And I mean, why I think astrologically, why you're so freaking good at teaching and at really directing while you're also fucking working out as hard as we are. Not everyone can do that. And I think I know just from being around you, like in this little bit of time, that you love what you do. Love it. And when you love what you do, you can be so eloquent because you legit love what you do. I love astrology. So I'm naturally, because I live with it all day, every day, and you live with you in your business because it's a reflection of you that you're able to really speak on it like you are when even when we're dying. <laughs> you know, today we were doing this workout and we were dying and I'm literally in the core of who I am being like I do not want to f- do this I was like I do not <laughs> want to do this workout I was like this is dumb this is dance should not be sucked this much <laughs> like I should not be this tired but internally I'm the only thing I could go to is like I absolutely love this feeling I'm like there's no other feeling that I would want. Do you remember when your grandfather was born? My grandfather's birthday was June 16th. Gemini. So he's... Oh, he's a Gemini. Okay. okay. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Continue. 
So y'all had a really good relationship. Oh. Yeah. So, because your love nature. Like, he treated everyone else in the world, and this is not great, but he he was born in 1916. He was younger than me. (laughs) He was born. (laughs) He was born in 1916, and, you know, he never allowed my grandmother to wear pants or sweatpants. And my mom was an incredible athlete, and she had to sneak to play sports. But when I moved in with them, like I moved out of my my home when I was 14 and I moved in with my grandparents and like he had his boy, you know, and I was just like, I was like the boy he never had. And and our relationship was like crazy amazing. And anyone else that would have come to to him, him, because he was a pastor of a church, knowing that they were gay, like he would have prayed over them and done all this stuff but because it was me i remember close to when he was going to die you know i came into his room and i was asking him for money you know i was young like pop up can i have whatever and he was like and he grabbed his wallet and he gave me money he said you know we still need to have a relationship uh we still need to have a talk about the relationship you're having with that boy you know, but he never... Was that the first time he acknowledged? No, he acknowledged oh, okay. it to the boy when I wasn't there, which was like, my grandmother oh. saved the day. Yeah, so his son, the essence of who he was, like how your Pisces moon and his Pisces Mars were conjunct each other, like at the same point, his son and your Venus, how you love and partner and connect, were joined. Mm-hmm. Very that's really okay. Stars. Okay, the last of your personal last planets is Mars, okay. and that's so again, God of War, energy, drive, motivation. It's in Leo, where we see the call to the spotlight. Yes, that's <laughs> oh, wow. the Leo for you. So Leos are ruled by the Sun. So whenever you have Leo energy in your personal planets, there is a bright spotlight on the chart. Mm. And it shines really bright. So now the motivation and the energy and the drive behind. And now Leo's known for the theater. Oh, welcome to the drama. Oh, yes. And, you know, the performance of it all. The throw of the furs and the feathers. And, like, you know, that's why you always look at me when we do, like, a little fashion walk. Because <laughs> I also have Leo in my personal planet. So, you know, we, we, we love a good walk. We love a good pose. We love a good camera. We love a good ring light that we got on us right now. <laughs> like, shine bright, baby. We're shine here. bright like a diamond. <laughs> ah, that's why I can't wait to do that Vogue dance that Ellie and I play. <laughs> so, you know, we're, we're hams. We're, we're not... We're, we're fine with being in the spotlight. We're comfortable being I in it. I am totally fine with it. Please. Yes. So now low form. Yeah. Again, we can make it all about us. Mm. And now this is like a, like a double whammy with your Aries Mercury. So this is another thing to think about. Now with Leo energy, the challenge comes, how does this affect the collective? What, how does what I want? How does what I want affect everyone around me or affect my communities, affect my group? How does it affect the fifth fam? How does it... How is it going to look on? So the Venus and Gemini is like, let's get on social media. Let's like post and post and post. Let's do this. But now the, the challenge of your Mars, like being so creative. Leo is a very creative energy. It's a creative vibe. Loves, you know, loves the theater. Loves all the drama. But now when it gets to low form of being like, this might be a little too self-focused. 
how can I make what I want to create better for the community? Mm. Which I think is like what you're living. Yeah. And I think what, what you've been living. I think the, I live, the, I live, I live Leo positively like out there. Yeah. I think emotionally I live Leo in a negative way. Mm. Because when I get super stressed, you know, it's like, you know, to him, I'm like, okay, it's your job to take care of me. Like, I don't give a fuck what you're going through. And that's not good. Like, you just realize, I mean, just like, I'm just Screw like, your feelings. Yeah, like, just take care of me. I'm like, you don't got feelings right now, you know, but that's, but it just is like, open that up. Like, I'm just like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. He said that at the very beginning of our relationship. He's like, when I get sick, I need, I'm going to be the biggest baby and I need someone to take care of me. I'm like, at least we established it right now because I know 10 years, 11 years in, I know what I, I know the you role. Know what you're I got into, this, yeah. I got this. He's really good at it too. But that's really, that's something good to know to work on in my relationship. I think in, in my job and like what I love to do. Yes. Uh, because it's, I mean, not that my relationship doesn't bring me joy, but I believe that your relationships is also the place where you're most comfortable and you can really share the fear. It's like, I think sometimes it may go too low. Hmm. But Well, well but, you have to think too, like eventually the lights have to come off. The cameras hmm. have to get shut down. But you know, like, get turned but off. I'm all about the show must go on. I know. <laughs> I know. So, okay. but that's, that is where the moment when the lights are off, the cameras, the laptops, everything is shut down where you go, okay, am, am I being too self-focused? How, how is this going to affect, you know, the opposition to, to Aquarius or where the challenges are for your Leo Mars is, is like, how is it going to affect my immediate surroundings? Circle, so yeah. how's it going to affect my family? How's it going to affect Chip and Elliot? How's it going to affect, you know, our friends? Like, you know, like yeah. if I have some blowout tantrum or whatever the moment is when it's just what we would say, I guess, is more like behind the scenes. Yeah. I say to them a lot. I think Chip may know I say this. I'm like, oh, Sean, younger Sean to you, this would be would handle this completely different. You know, I would be like and I still have those qualities. I think sometimes. Some people, people who believe in astrology, I like, I completely believe and it's a part of me, but some people just think that it may be from their upbringing, but I often make a conscious effort to not react the way that I innately want to react. I, I have to go through a therapy session within myself like, within like eight seconds. I'm yeah. like, what the fuck? Like, don't <laughs> act like that. Like you already know where that's going to end up, you know? And yeah. so... But it's very tough. But that as that has also helped change me with therapy as well. You know, yeah. just because a lot of people aren't self-aware, which is a whole nother thing. Okay, so now we're actually gonna. I want to talk about one thing that you all share in common before we actually like look at your synastry chart. So y'all are both fire dominant in your charts. Now that's beyond your personal planets. I counted up all the rest of your planets and a couple little asteroids too. <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole nother conversation. But you know. <laughs> I could go on and on about this stuff, but um, you're both fire dominant. So the fact that both of you are so active, it's like y'all are like this endless source of like energy. There's an abundance of energy like within both of you as individuals. Now, when you, if I was to give you 
a full-on reading. I would say as fire-dominant people, you got to be careful you don't, you know, dictate and over... Mm, I'm going to choose my words. No, do be, be for real, for real. <laughs> no, like just not um, like the overbearing of like, of like taking over. Because fire energy is combustible. It's just that it's like it can go from zero to a thousand and one flick of the, the match. And it has. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think that's an interesting thing with both of us, which, you know, we both know our combustible limits and yeah. we both will push them at certain times. And it's like, I want to see who going to combust first, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's true. You know what I mean? We've been together 10 years, so we know. So that's one thing. So, and let's see. Y'all have deficiencies different though. Like, so Sean, you're earth deficient. So watch the money, manage the money. Financial advisors could be the, or maybe that's him. Well, that is him. <laughs> and now you're water deficient. So that's where like compassion and empathy might be a little foreign. Might, might feel like a little bit of a foreign language. So that's more like the Mars and Pisces, what I was talking to you about. It's more like tapping into your intuition. Allow, because... Even though you're without water or you're deficient in water in your chart, doesn't mean that you can't, that the energy is not there present for you. It's just more, you have to take that time to focus on, like, I'm going to relax. When you said, when you said in like intimacy, he's, you know, a Pisces, I'm initially, I was like, I don't know about that. Like, maybe you need to tap... He is that like that in certain situations. Like, which I'm not... I can't really go into because we're recording this. But he's like that in certain situations. But in certain situations, you know, during intimate times, I'm like, I'm really not into this. And I don't want to tell him I'm not into this because I don't want to, like, ruin his flow. But I'm like, I don't understand how he can't feel that, you know. But... Mm. But I just let him do what he do. Because <laughs> I'm like, all right, well, the show must go on, okay? <laughs> Mars and Leo, the show of it all. The show of it all. I'm like, okay, well, if there was a camera around, bitch, okay. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Okay, so now we're actually going to talk about how your charts interact with each other. Cool. I would really love to know how the hell you all met. Based on this, y'all could not be more different than 
Like literally, if I didn't know you all and I was just looking at these charts, I would damn near be like, this is a hard, this is hard. <laughs> well, I think that, okay, so that is so, I, tell, I describe our relationship all the time. I'm like, we are completely <laughs> yes. opposite. Like there, there's a couple things that we both really love. One is sports. We both love sports and we both love travel. Fire down. Outside of that, yeah. we have, besides our sex drive, we have n- nothing else in common. <laughs> there's like nothing, nothing, nothing. Our, the movie choices are different. The vacation places are mostly different. Even if we go on vacation in like the same place we want to, like everything is like com- like completely different. But anyway, we met on what some people call a dating app, but it was a hookup app. That's why I was interested to know where everything was in astrology land on uh, October twelfth, two thousand ten. Oh, that's right? cool. The chart, yeah. yeah. Well, because it's chart. just like At it's, midnight. And I mean, and the yeah. magnetic force was incredibly strong to the point where we started walking and I was like, there's no way that this person is, I'm not like, there's no way I'm not going to be with this person for the rest of my life within three seconds, y'all. Yeah. I was like, I there's, the same feeling. I literally, <laughs> some people don't believe in it and Scott has spoken about it before, but I literally was like, there's no way. There's no way that my life is completely changed at this very moment. Okay, so your sun, your Venus, and your Mars could not be more different. So the essence of who you each are as individuals, how you love, how you connect, how you partner like the Venus and Mars, what you're motivated by, could not be more foreign to each other in a way that like the relationship itself might at times feel like a karmic assignment of like okay I ended up with this person for a reason and like I'm supposed to be learning something Mm. from this like he's supposed to teach me something like it can feel like this karmic lesson that you're both here to learn because you're both within the relationship but I would say after hearing that story that your moons are the reason you felt connected because your moons are both opposite each other, which opposites either attract or they repel. So I'm a Pisces moon, which means he's a Libra moon? He's a Virgo. Virgo moon. moon. Oh. So now one can't exist without the other. So the Virgo moon oh needs... Oh my God, that's so sweet. <laughs> the Virgo moon needs the Pisces moon to live a little, to dream, to float, to create, to just loosen up a little bit. The Pisces moon needs the Virgo moon to bring down the dreams and make them real, make them tangible. Because Virgo, Earth energy wants tangible results. Like, okay, well, if you want to build this crazy creative thing, then we have to start at ground zero. And who does that? Who says that? Me. Him, to you. Yeah. Wow. The Pisces moon is the dream. And this is the thing. Like, he always says, like, if we ever get into, not necessarily an argument, but if we always get into, if we get into... A disagreement or some a tough time like he always says my base is that i love you and i'm like i don't like i already know god you're you know so I mean? stubborn i know but i'm like i already know that but for him but i'm like we have to bring it back to zero like you are flying off the handle here i need to bring you back to 
to zero. Because the show must go on, bitch, okay? <laughs> but now where you all have like really synergistic flow is your Mercury and like how you each communicate. There's, a, mm. there's an ability to communicate on each other's level because you both have fire sign Mercuries. So even though you might fly off the handle and even though you might fly off the handle, it's not necessarily going to intimidate the other. Right, so it's no, more just I'd be like, like what? Right, exactly. So like <laughs> when, so you know, his Mercury in Sagittarius is the eldest of the fire signs. You have the youngest, mm-hmm. so you can fight like a like a whining child at like you know low forms, and yeah, like can. he can just be like, okay, I can call you on your shit because like been there, done that, I know it. But why is it that you know when I've done I've done my chart, obviously not to this extent, but uh, why is it that I feel like because I think my, my rising is a Sagittarius. So is his. And so, like, for me, which is not, it's not weird, but I always, even in a, I, I hate to say argument, because we don't argue all the time, but if, there are the times you remember most, because they're mm-hmm. the toughest, right? Right. But even in those times, I'm like, I'm being a complete asshole, but I really want to be like him. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I'm, I'm like, I love the Sag. Like, I'm just like, but I think it's like the Taurus, the stubborn Taurus is like, well, I don't want to give you the credit. Here's the, here's the <laughs> thing. Here's the thing. I, this is what I've really learned about interacting with Taurans is that Taurus is very sensitive, like the, very. on the inside. But as soon as the Taurus feels something that's soft, it gets angry about that it's feeling soft. Mm. So then it, it, it starts acting upon the fact that it's mad that it's feeling something. Yeah, I'm like, why am I feeling that? <laughs> Another question. I don't. This could be an outside of astrology thing. Yeah. So as a Taurus, you know, I see red, and I'm like, there's Charge. literally <laughs> charge. There's no <laughs> ramp up. There's not an airplane taking off. I go from, I go from land to thirty five thousand feet in a second and a half. I'm like, bitch, what the fuck you say? Like, it's just like that, right? <laughs> But I wonder, you like... You can see it in his eyes, too, when he just, like, all of a sudden gets this... And that's why I have this. to tell Dustin, who is helping me with the choreography and because there's so many workouts. You know, I told him today, he probably doesn't... He knows. I said, I know my eyes get really big and they I seem do. really frustrated, but it's not at you. Because he told me, like... Because yeah. I'm just like, this doesn't make sense. Like, why is this happening? You know, like, internally, but... I know it's a struggle that I'm having myself. And I forget the other question I was going to ask you. Well, are you ready for, like, the, the like, wrap-up? Yes, we're yes. ready for the wrap-up. Okay, so we looked at both of you as individuals. We looked at both of you as your charts and how they relate to each other. But your relationship also creates a chart. Mm. So you take Scott's chart, you take Sean's chart, you combine them, and then the relationship gets its chart. So where you as a Sag, like in times of stress, I would tell you how to, you know, how to come down from times of stress or like your, your Virgo moon or for you like the Taurus and the Pisces moon. As individuals, you might reset completely different than what your relationship needs to reset. And when I pulled your composite chart, that is where I saw this is why this relationship is lasting and mm. long-lasting. So you're all's composite chart, the relationship Ooh. has this, it screams, this relationship serves a higher purpose. Mm. Because now <laughs> your, your sun and your Mercury as a relationship are an Aquarius, which is 
for the good of for the good of everyone else, mm. for the good of the community, for the good of the world. We're together to then serve you as a community. This is as so a weird. whole. It's so weird because it, just you <laughs> saying that is like even in our business is we are both like really kind of service oriented people. Like we want people to succeed. We want we want people to feel free to be authentically who they are. And it's really where we come together. And I think we thought it's because we're gay and we know what it's like to feel like ridicule, but I think it hearing this it's it's actually bigger than that, you know. I think when I when I the second I saw your placements, I was like I feel like they're not aware of how powerful their union is. Mm. There's probably a reason for that. Mm. So I think that as long as you two Here's here's my overall saying or belief about relationships is that any relationship can work as long as each part of the relationship chooses the other part. Mm. So as long as that belief stays strong and that choice stays strong, even though you have two different charts that could not be more different, they do have the, its magnetic force behind it, which is, is your moon. But when it comes together, it creates something that is so powerful, not just beyond the two of you, it becomes something else. Then maybe rest on that, but not let the grandiosity of it intimidate you. Or overwhelm you. Or to overwhelm you, or to prevent you from anything else other than knowing that this union is meant for something else. You know, it's interesting because he, Scott hates the hashtag power couple. And and I don't, for me, I don't place it in an emotional state that he does because I think it's like there's a part of me that feels like, I don't, I don't think that we're a power couple. I don't necessarily like that because it puts somebody on a pedestal. But I think that, I don't think a lot of people experience what we experience as a couple. You know, there's... You know, there's people who get married and they're like, you know, I, you know, I take you forever to be my whatever. But it's it's a struggle or there's a lot of people that get, you know, divorced, which, you know, they should if they're not happy or if something's happening in a relationship that makes them unhappy. Mm-hmm. But for me, like there's I can say this publicly. There's no way the connection we have is so strong and the communication we have is so strong and the openness. we I'm like. There's no way, like I'm, like we are going to be the notebook. You know, I had my grandparents that were very. They were married 56 years before my grandfather passed away, and like I feel the same way that the energy was in their home. You know, like you just, uh, it's just very powerful. It's amazing so far. I mean, I think we're done, right? Yep. Like, we've just, like... Scott's cosmic I, I mean, He's like, I'm getting coffee at the 7-Eleven. Yeah, I mean, it's too I much. Think, I think it's... Um, it, uh, what I was going to say, what I've been thinking is... So, you know, my skepticism has always been, like... They're just telling me things that I, I want to hear, that I'm supposed to hear, that you're only picking up the things that you want to hear as someone receiving it, right? Because you're like, oh, well, that's me. And I'm, I'm pulling the things that I'm like, oh, that's me, right? You know? And then I'm like, well, there was only really one thing that you said, and I pointed it out because I wanted to make sure that I pointed out that this is the first time you're saying something that I didn't think was authentically me. And then I'm thinking, okay, listen to his reading and see if there are things that you are telling him that are are me. 
And I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm like, oh, okay, so I might not. But be when he was saying about anymore. me, were you like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I was definitely like, mm-hmm. yes to him, no to me. <laughs> Everything yes was good him, for no me. To me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that was really cool. Thank you so. That was amazing. Much. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs>